Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm like, hey, what's up, hello? Since you're pretty ass, soon as you came in the door. I just want to chill, got a sack for us to roll. Married to the money, introduced her to my stove. Showed her how to whip and now she remixing for low. She my track queen, let her hit the band We be counting up, watch how far them bands go. We just had to go, talking about your Lambos. A 56 a grand, 500 grams, though. Man, I swear I love it. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the cast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Pops Culture Podcast. I am your host, Papa Minnow. And as always, I'm joined by my trusty co-host, the beige bandit himself, Gabe Eppard. Gabe, how are you doing? Uh, it's, things are turning around. It's sunny now. It's going to supposed to be sunny for the next two weeks, so I should be in a better mood. I've been good the last while. <laughs> what, what have you been up to in this sunny weather? Moving. <laughs> well, wait, say that again? You're doing what? I'm moving. Do you want to expound on that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going back to band for a bit. And then, I don't know, I'm just, I'm over it. And never having more than one roommate again. That's <laughs> the, the moral of the story, too. And like, I, I don't know, man. I almost understand racism at this point. How does that equate? That's not even in the same realm. Because <laughs> I live with Irish roommates, and literally they're the worst. So now I'm just like, oh, all right. Now you hate all Irish people? <laughs> no, that's not true. I love all Irish people. That's not true at all. But if I wasn't so, if I didn't have so much common sense, I could understand how people become racist. <laughs> but I know one person does not speak for a whole culture or nation, so... But besides that, I'm good. It was sunny. It was nice. I went down by the river, hung out. Um, things are good. Lucky you, man. I'm kind of envious still. Staying inside to friggin' work at home is not the the most fun. Not the vibe during summer, right? Yeah, especially during summer. Yeah. Because you can't really look forward to anything. It's not like I can look forward to the weekend where I get to go out and, like, turn up. I know. And it's, you can't even, like, right now, you can't even really go to coffee shops or anything either, like, to get out of the house like you know what i mean yeah well i mean for, with my job it's like i have to be in my house because they gave us like the tools to work from like they gave us like a specific computer to use so i can't use my laptop 
So it'd still oh, be they stuck. Gave you like a, what, they gave you like a whole like home lot, like thing to take home? They didn't give you a laptop? Yeah, they gave us like a home box and stuff like that. It's it's small. It's not a big thing, but it's not something that could like yeah, portably not. take to Starbucks and like plug That's in. and got to be from home. Although I have seen people put up like whole rigs of computers oh, in, yeah. in McDonald's and using their Wi-Fi to game and stuff like that. Which the is funny thing is having like at a coffee shop full on like having Skype with like their family without like have, like in the middle of a fucking coffee shop. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why would you want to talk to your family? I don't know. <laughs> at that location in that spot as well too. Um, I couldn't imagine you like staying with three other roommates during a quarantine either. Like that would be insane. Bro, don't even like I get so like that would just get on my nerves way too much. And it's just like it's not even like it's just like it's stupid people without like common sense. Like literally they had like twenty to thirty people over like throughout this whole thing. I just like I I just it boggles my mind. Like drunk every single night and stuff. And I'm like I'm old and now like I almost like snapped and like I was actually going to knock out the one, this one guy. Like, I was actually, like, I had to go back inside my, like, room and, like, relax. I'm like, I'm 30. I can't catch a case. But, like, I was actually, like, super close to just, like, beating the shit out of him. <laughs> but then I was like, okay, that'll just be awkward. Like, I was, like, bawling my fist when this guy was talking. They weren't, like, listening. I was actually, like, so is the most heated I've been since I've been in Toronto. And I almost, like, when I was younger, I used to get in, like, tons of fights and stupid shit like that. And then I was like, okay, like, I'm an adult. I can't do that anymore. But this was the closest I got in the last five years to being like, I'm going to knock this guy out. One, you can't do that for the reason that, like, if you beat up your roommate, that's the worst living situation afterwards. I know. Because it's like everything is just tense and on edge. And then two, since you say you got in a lot of fights, how many think you've won out of those fights? Uh, Have you won more than you've lost, actually? Yeah, yeah I would say, okay, honestly, okay, so this uh, <laughs> one I grew up, we're like from football and stuff. Everyone, when you go out, like is a meathead, and you want to like test each other and stuff. I'd say I've been in a good like straight up probably thirty fights for like from like eighteen to twenty four. Damn, that's a lot, yo! In six years, yeah, probably that's five more. fights like, a year. I grew up with shitheads, like and stuff when I was younger too. From like fifteen to twenty four, probably like forty, fifty fights. Um, I was one of those fully, like, those kids where, like, you know, they say your brain doesn't develop to you're, like, 25 for an adult male. Yeah. I fully believe that because that was definitely me. Like, after I hit 25, I was like, oh, my God, who would, like, fight? Like, that's so... <laughs> but before that, when I was younger, I used to always get... we get, like, we go to the bar and always get in fights and stuff. So, I'd probably say, like, I honestly had a good ratio, though, like, because I wasn't stupid. So, probably, like, I, I would say I came on the winning end of 25 out of 30. Damn, that's a good record, yo. I but my how did you my, not <laughs> sign up for like my boxing? first one though? Because this is what happened before when I first started working out, I was like eighteen and like I was like getting my first muscles type thing. I'll never forget it. Like started popping shit. This guy looks at me and I was like, "Oh, this is before I started fighting," and he just swung and one punched me. Complete like turned my neck around. I got knocked <laughs> out. My face went through like a fence. I was bleeding everywhere. An ambulance had, came and got me. And then I was like, oh my God, my dad's going to kill me. So I kicked the ambulance door out and ran away. And then everyone talked about how I got my ass kicked. So like after that, I started working out every like day. I was like, oh, I'm going to be tough and stuff like that. So I got my ass kicked when I was like 17, 18. 
And then after that, I was like, I'm never letting that happen again. So then I always like go like I started actually like working out every day, like trying to get tough and stuff. Was this was this at school? This was like right. This is my first year in college. Oh, Probably. okay. Because I was gonna say. I got my ass kicked first year in college. No, I got like little stupid fights, but like my first year in college was like, the first time like square up. You know what I mean? Those drunk like kids think like you go outside from the party and you stand outside and everyone watches two kids fight. Yeah. It was one of those things and I got fucking knocked out. And then after that, I was like, I'll never, <laughs> I'll never lose again. So I started just like working out and like thinking I was a tough guy. And so, yeah, I definitely took a couple L's, but... I was going to say, why would your dad get mad at you? You could, you could literally just say that someone sucker punched you and then he would understand the story. Because, well, I mean, because he's just my dad. Like, <laughs> and, like, you, imagine coming home with, like, your parents are picking the ambulance because you got in a fight at a party. Like, he's still going to give you shit. Like, my, also, my dad is not one of those You know, parents, like, always give their kids the benefit of the doubt. My parents are the opposite of that. Like... As they should be, though. That yeah, is- no, 100% fair. Honestly, I'm so glad they were like that. I'd be even more of a spoiled asshole. But, yeah, anyways, taking a few L's, but what are you going to do? All right, this is episode 57 oh, of the Pops Culture Podcast. Um, as always, guys, continue to like, rate, review, subscribe on all major streaming platforms. The likes really help us out, and the ratings also help us get noticed. Uh, you can do that on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Um, and only fans now <laughs> yes and only fans Gabe has decided to start an only fans page for this podcast so if you want to check it out there you can yeah. you can definitely follow Gabe on only fans <laughs> as well too tune in it'll just be me there <laughs> staring naked with a bottle of coconut lotion <laughs> I sometimes make an appearance but <laughs> <laughs> he puts on the lotion <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh so yeah this episode we're gonna start off with the random segment since we were talking about fighting i feel like this is also somewhat appropriate um i saw this on facebook and i was really curious what's your curved to success ratio with women and or men if that's your thing as well too <laughs> are you asking me or the audience i'm asking you personally who else am i talking to <laughs> <laughs> i don't know is that like like end or oh is that what the men thing was for is it for me uh oh honestly i never one thing is i never especially when i was younger never really shot my shot without at least like knowing that i had a chance like i would i would always wait for them to like message me or anything so i haven't been curved that many times but but yeah, I was gonna, i'm gonna say yo that that must be nice like but what is this but, alternate universe that you live in but but okay well first of all but also, those curves that I did get, I wake up in the middle of the night and still think about it. Like, this one girl, I thought we were, like, hitting it off once. And then, I don't know, I was, like, being a, like, just being a, like, goof. And, like, I said some cringy stuff, and she full-on, like, block and deleted me, like, whatever. Yeah. And so, like, the three or four times I've actually been curved, like, I... Oh, this I guy said wake, three or four. <laughs> like, in 15 years, um, still, like, sit in my cringe box, though. But yeah, I, I, I don't really put myself out there that much either to be like until I know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wait to like feel out the the vibes of the situation. Yeah, like I just wait till they say something so like I know and like I'm a pretty good like 
like I'll study, like we'll make casual talk and I won't shoot my shot. I'll make sure like I know her interests and stuff like that. So it doesn't come out weird. So, but that's also because like, there's definitely better looking guys who are smoother than me that have been shot down more, but that's because they, they shoot a lot more shot, shoot their shot. Whereas like, I'm like, come to me type thing. <laughs> come to me, baby. Yeah. I can't, that sounds like a sex offender, but. Yeah, um, I was like, this is, that was, I, I very, protect, that was protect, a very word weird. I protect my ego a lot. So even if like, you know what I mean? What, even if you get shot down, you make some excuse as to why? No, I, I won't do it. That's why I'm like, I won't, I don't put myself out there very often. Oh, okay. Like I won't message first or anything. True, fair enough. But I want to go back to what you said about like getting shot down and those ones being the ones that kind of keep you up at night yeah i a hundred thousand percent agree with that shit the ones that you miss are like the worst for some reason and, and i think it's more so just because like i think it's even worse when you when you had a chance like you were in a good place with the girl and then you sent some stuff that was maybe cringeworthy and then she ends up like not talking to you anymore yeah and, like ruins it like that's worse than like getting shot down at the beginning like if i go up to a girl and like oh. ask her out and she's just like no or whatever or she's like I've never had this happen, but <laughs> okay. if she says ill or something like that off rip, then like, yeah, that sucks. But it's way worse when you fumble it. Like when you're at like the oh, yeah. one, one yard line and all you have to do is give the ball to Marshawn Lynch and get into the end zone <laughs> and you end up throwing a pass and then getting it intercepted. That is a hundred times worse than just getting rejected off rip. Like, cause oh. at that point you put in way more work and you're, you already like fantasizing about what it could have been. And then when she doesn't talk to you anymore, then you're just like, shit, now I'm never going to know what it was like, even though I had the, like, I was right there and I had the chance to do it. Like, those are the ones that haunt you the most. Oh, for, like, I honestly can tell you, like, there's tons of times I'm sure where I message a girl, like, whatever, like, trying to do the DM thing where she puts up a story and I say something and she doesn't respond. Like, I don't even think about that. But there's, like, there's literally from, like, I was 20, so, like, 10 years ago, of, like, girls were, like, we we're, like, kind of good. I was like, you know what? I'm into her. And then, like, there's, like, a couple times. I can still tell you the two girls' names from when I was, like, 20 and 21. Elisa and Anna. <laughs> both of those, like, were both the girls that, like, actually should have shot me down. Like, my body went, like, into malfunction. Like, I couldn't let it go. I was like, what, what, how? Like, I, like, and, like, I'm, like, I'm significantly better looking than they're still shooting me down. Yeah. <laughs> How dare they? So I literally still haven't let go of that. So, yeah, I mean, I, not in a weird way, like, I want to kill them. I just cringe at myself. Like, I don't, like, have any bad feelings of them. They've honestly, they dodged a bullet by not talking to me. This <laughs> I know. It's funny because you say that in jest, but it's, like, literally factual that they did dodge a bullet by not messing <laughs> with you. Like, who okay, knows what would have happened to... I'm not going to shoot them. <laughs> I know, I'm, but I mean... Yeah, sorry. I don't, I don't, I don't mean... Yeah, yeah. Who I don't know where things could have ended up. Like, no one I don't mean literally you'll kill either, them. But it happened. So maybe they could have literally dodged a bullet. But yeah, I'm sure. Like, especially... No, to be fair, like, older me, they didn't dodge a bullet. But 21-year-old me, 100% dodged a bullet. Yeah. I know. Is that is your? We already know your cringiest story, though. Is that the, okay? So yeah, the one that I told. That's the uh, worst one. No, no, that's not. No, okay, that's the worst in terms of me like shooting out a line. But that girl literally like wanted to like have sex with me, and I fumbled it like two times. So 
that one definitely stings. Um, but yeah, that one stings more just because of like the line that I said and like she was really into me and like she was also drunk that night and like I was drunk that night. So like, and and at the time, like I said, you I was still- us? What was it again? What? What, what? what was it again? Oh, what was the line? Yeah. <laughs> Um. Well, she she asked me what I was doing. And I said I was doing my thing. That's what, oh yeah, just doing my thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was over text. But yeah, that one hurts a lot just because I was still a virgin at the time. So I think that one like hurt more so because of that. Yeah, more, yeah. But I had I had two where like it was literally like I had a really good connection with both of them, and those two probably those are the ones like it still kind of hurts till today. Like all the other ones I've kind of gotten over like. Yeah, it still would have been nice to think about, like, what would have happened. But the two that I missed that I still think about today, like, I literally, like, had a genuine connection with both of them. And I just fumbled it. And I had and I had shots at both of them two times. Like, I formed a connection with them the one time that didn't work. And then, like, years later, we, like, reconnected. And then I shot again. And then I, like, also fumbled it the second time. Yeah. And it was more so just because, like, I didn't understand, like, I was putting too much of my emotions into it. So it was kind of just, like, I, was, I would always, like, overthink, like, what my next move, like, what my next play should be in the situation instead of just, like, <laughs> actually taking the shot and just, like, going for it. But the, the second one, I will say, like, it was when I was older and, like, I knew the game better. So, like, I didn't necessarily fumble it. It was just more so, like, I made a rookie mistake and then, like, I fucked up, which was – which really yeah. pissed me off because I thought about it afterwards, like literally a split second after, like it was basically like I was walking with her and we had this long conversation and she was like, she was like really into the conversation. We were talking about like a lot of stuff about her past and like my past as well too. And then like, as we were parting ways, like I asked her to like go out on a date or whatever. And she was just like, yeah, but she'd been like putting off this date for like a little bit. Right. Um, but then when I asked her, she's like, yeah, like I'd be deaf. I'd definitely be down. I was like, yeah, just like, let me know. And then she was just like, yeah. And then she was like, all right, now I'm like going to give you a hug. and Like we can go or whatever. And I was like, yeah, cool. So then she like gave me this long hug. And then like after the hug, like we just like kind of stared at each other. (laughs) And then I don't know what happened. My mind just like kind of just went blank for some reason. Like I just didn't realize what the situation was. I was like, all right, cool. And then I I just like left the situation. And then as soon as I left, like literally two seconds later, it dawned on me. It's like, Bro, she totally just wanted you to kiss her. And, like, I didn't, Uh, obviously. And then when I saw her the next day, she was, like, kind of upset. Like, she wasn't, like, pissy at me, but she, like, had a different attitude towards the situation than before. So I was just like, oh, shit, I fucked this up. Ah, fair enough. See, but, like, like, so for me, I have tons of ones where I screwed up. But, like, I mean, it's because, like, I've been at the bar, like, they see me talking to another girl and, like, all that stuff. Like, girls have, like, more that have, like, rolled off my back because, like, I genuinely screwed it up. Like, I got too drunk and, like, call it another girl or, like, no show to date because I was out with the boys, like, type thing. But the only, like, there's two because I actually, like, tried to become a normal, full-on adult with them and it still didn't work. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that, like, so that always, like, I gave it, like, I gave it my best effort. Like, where it was, like, okay, I showed up the date, like, semi-sober and, like, you know what I mean? Like, planned it out and stuff. And, like, I mean, I still screwed up on my part because I'm just being me. But, like, where, like, I have tons of ones where I fumble the bag or, like, been turned down or whatever. And just, like, okay, that's just the circumstance. Like, you know what I mean? I don't take it personally. But there's, yeah. like, two that sit with me strongly because I was, like, 
actually approached it right and I did like one thing wrong. Yeah. So like for them though, like for the girl, like two of them, I've been like, they're like, I've had two girls be like, actually like, okay, I'm not messing around with you. Like I did something stupid and they like ended it right there. And those are the smartest girls ever, man. Like I've had <laughs> twice where they're like, where I canceled on a date with them like twice and they stood up for themselves. And I still think about them like, should have married that one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, a double, a double cancel is a terrible look, though. If someone double cancels on me, like, they got to have that, like, at yeah, that point, at that point, it's got to be dumb that makes it next week. Like, so I don't care about it. i at it, though, man. Like, they'll be like, like, I've honestly got up to, like, 10 cancels on a date with one person and still got the That person does not respect themselves. No, you'd be surprised how many people don't respect themselves. Like, <laughs> that but, is insanity. Okay, but something along those lines or whatever, like, so I don't know. Yeah, I think I've I've had one with it. Like I just don't feel the connection. I think maybe one time it was like, wow, like people are just straight up honest like that, huh? Uh, I couldn't ever imagine doing that. I ghost the shit out of you, but I respect that. Yeah, no. Now that I'm older, like you can't abuse someone's time like that. So if it doesn't work out, you just you just let it go. And honestly, both those girls are happily married, like in a normal relationship too. Whereas like some of the girls I dragged are like still getting dragged or like trying to figure it out. And whereas the girls who stood up to me the quickest seem to be like in a happy like relationship and stuff. So it's like, yeah, they definitely had it together early. Yeah. That's the worst though. Like when you do everything right and then you make one mistake and then that fucks up the entire thing. Like those are the ones that, that kill me. Yeah. Then you think about it after you're like, damn, what could have been. Um, But yeah, let's move on to this next story. Uh, this man is doing, I wouldn't call it the Lord's work. This is Satan's work, to be honest. <laughs> like, um, there's this dude on Twitter who's gone, not undercover, but he's basically purchasing women's OnlyFans subscriptions. And then he's taking the material and I believe either emailing it or sending it via text message. I don't know how but he's sending it in some way to their parents to let them oh. know what their child is doing That's on the up, internet. Man. What are your thoughts on this? That's, Cause this is a wild ass story. <laughs> That's crazy. Like the, the parents that's, I don't know. That's like, that's too much for me. All right, play, playing devil's advocate real quick. I don't believe this, but it's just a question I had in my mind real quick. Do you think, the parents have a right to know? No, not at all. I don't, like, I mean... What, okay, yeah. what if it's in their household? Um, no, no, no. Like, as long as they're not fucking their bed. Like, you know they're living there and they have only fans in their bedroom and they're doing the webcam thing and they buy their... But they don't know that, though. This guy literally exposes it. No, but that, yeah, but it's not for him. Like the parents don't need it, and they're not doing anything. Like they're literally like it wouldn't be like they'd be mad if they're like streaming on Twitch with like video games and stuff. Like as long as they're not in their bed or like yeah, but you you know the huge difference between streaming on Twitch and no, there is none, man. This is twenty twenty, man. <laughs> they're trying to pay bills. They're trying to save up so they can move out of the parents' place and buy their own. Hell no! Like what? Like they're not doing anything wrong. The only the only time I think people should tell the parents. Is when guys send an anonymous when guys send an unsolicited dick pic to like a girl, yeah, they don't know, never talked to, 
I think those girls should send it to their parents. Like I've, they, I've like, seen that move on Twitter, and honestly, I died laughing at how funny that was. I think that's fine because you're essentially <laughs> laughing so on. These girls aren't like if you're only fans, girl or guy, they're just living their life trying to make their income. Like, there's no way you're not an incel if you're doing that. You're getting so mad at only fans people, and you're like trying to ruin their life. They didn't hurt you. Like the guys who do that are sexual harassers. Like with this, I mean, like I, I'm not gonna say I want my daughter doing it. But it's also not my, not someone else's place to tell me if she's over eighteen. True. Okay. Fair enough. That that, that is fair. Uh, I do agree with you, though. I think this is some huge sucker shit. Like, you can't be. I understand that. Yes, you did pay for the service or whatever. And there's this idea online that some people are saying that. Oh well, he paid for them, so he's allowed to do with it whatever he pleases. Um, but this just sounds like some dude who's mad, bitter. He has to be off his rocker. Like, Cause, well, uh, according to Twitter as well, too, it's, he claims that he was an ex-pimp. So to me, it just sounds like he's upset that women are able to make money out of their bodies yeah. without him. And he's the not middle profiting. man's getting cut out. Yeah, he's not profiting off of it the way that he was in the past. So, like, it seems like that's what he's more bitter about. Because he, as well as him doing this, like, he, he'll engage with them because they – they DM him and being like, why would you do this, blah, blah, blah. And then he would say, like, he offers them a job to come work at his restaurant that he now works at or whatever. So it literally just sounds like he's mad upset that they're making more money. That sounds like an absolute psychopath is going to catch some bodies or something. You blackmail someone and then try to come get them to work for you? (laughs) Yeah, that's fucked up, too. I don't know how he thought that this would be a good move, but he thinks he seems to believe that he's championing... Uh, some kind of men out there, which I mean, there are probably guys who do agree with what are he's people doing. On his side on Twitter, like, were in the comments like pro. This honestly, guy? I saw more people, like even guys, I saw saying that this was not the move to be making. There's obviously going to be that's fucking weird, man. Like, it's not your life. Who cares? Like, it'd be different if it's your girl or something. But like, to literally go in and ruin someone else's life, like, it's essentially like how people out gay people or something too. Like, it's not your place by any means to to go say that shit like maybe if it's a girl or your family friends or something like I still don't think it's right but like this guy obviously isn't doing it for the right reasons either it's not like he thinks he's saving them he wants to ruin them and then manipulate them to get them on the low to work for him so yeah. but you know what okay did you ever see those things with the like they used to be this Instagram account they would find like you know how you say those people like how the fuck do these people afford to travel right yeah like on Instagram. So there used to be an account where he set it up and fake it and be like, hey, I'm like a Saudi prince. Like, I'll pay you $20,000 to come out here. And they'd be like, oh, no, I won't do that. And then he'd keep messaging them and like take screenshots. And like, I'll give you 20 grand to do it. Like, all you have to do is let me like pee on you and like do all this stuff. And then they would agree to it. And then he would expose them online. <laughs> and that was, like, that was my favorite website, bro. I used to check it every week. <laughs> and, but, like, so, I mean, am I any better? Because I love that website. I love these people getting exposed. But. I think that's different, though. It is different. But that's, like, not, that's, not, that's not the same as, like, sex work, in my opinion. I mean, but, no, but, like, I don't, like, I honestly, I love that website. I was like, yeah, fuck these influencers fronting and stuff, too. Like, they're obviously, like, going to, like, Saudi, but they have to, like, people would be like, the guy would be like, I'm going to take a dump on your chest, and I'll give you 30 grand. And then, like, you'd have all these IG models with, like, 200,000 followers who'd be like, yeah, okay, I'm up for it. Like, you got to pay me straight up. And then he put all that shit online, like, ruined lives. 
and I laughed so hard. <laughs> like this was like four or five years ago. Now looking back, I'm like, that's messed up, man. It it is to an extent, but it's not nearly as bad as what you just explained. What? Like it's not as bad as what this guy's doing. Yeah, no, it's not nearly the same the same realm. Because that's just an exchange of like those are like influencers like stunting the life that they don't necessarily live. Yeah, like they're actually like they're not. I think by creating this like IG, like I do all this like I'm a personal trainer, but really you're letting some guy from the Middle East take a dump on your chest. Yeah, there was like a there was like a personal trainer who <laughs> who bought like fake plates. Oh, like weight plates? Yeah, so her weight plates would say a certain number, but they would actually be way less than what the number says. Mm. And there's a dude who was like tired of her kind of like fronting in in front of the internet and stuff like that yeah not only was she like faking the plates but like she was she was also like misleading like other people who were who were trying to learn uh, yeah with, like, and stuff like, like that yeah so he brought her onto onto his channel to like come and do a real live like weightlifting test in front of him and stuff like that and 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 she agreed, so it's not like he set her up or anything. So she agreed to it, and then yeah, he ended up. She ended up going, and uh, he he put the weights in front of her, and <laughs> she put on like a couple plates. And and at first she did the first few were were all right, but then after, as he put on like the amount that she claims that she was doing, yeah, like her knees just like buckled, buckled. and then it was a wrap from there. And then like her her handler or whatever, like the guy who like runs her account essentially. Um, he was like pissed. He was like trying to fight the dude for it, and just like, bro, like you can't be out here. Yeah, trying to get the video about back your, about your weights and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so I mean, I I was thoroughly entertained with that account, but I think reach out to the parents and stuff is wild. Yeah, that's going too far. Also, it's not it's not their fault. Like women that do this, you can't blame women for capitalizing off of men's urges. Like there's a market out there of guys who are just that horny and want to do. And, like, want to pay and see women's bodies. And, like, I don't understand it because I understand there's so much, like, free porn and free free stuff that you can look at online. But they personally feel that they could, I guess, make a connection or they, they feel like they have made a connection and want to purchase their pictures or whatever privately. But there's a huge market out there and women are just capitalizing off of it. You can't blame them for making only fans accounts when there's guys paying. If there wasn't any guys paying, they wouldn't be making the account. So you should look at yourself. If you're really upset about women making money off of this, like if you look at women, you don't see guys making only fans accounts. I mean, like you see celebs like um, what's his name? Safari now doing it, but that's like a different level. Like there's there, your regular guy can't just start, and OnlyFans and expect to have a ton of women throw money to see pictures of them. But on the opposite end, a lot of random girls can literally just start an OnlyFans and they'll easily get a following within a few months. So Yeah, I know. I Man, honestly, like, I, I catch myself definitely getting mad about this shit because like like I, let's let okay, this you should be mad at other guys though, more so than the women. Yeah, no, no, I'm saying this is what I'm saying. Like, I agree. So I catch myself, I'm like, listen, man, like Let's be real here. There's like girls that <laughs> I'm gonna get roasted for people who are listening, but there's girls up there that are like making serious bank off OnlyFans, like Twitter and stuff. And like in the circumstances of life, like for males versus like like I'm better looking than them, but they're making more money than me. And I catch myself. <laughs> I like how everything comes down and say, "Hey, I look better than this girl." You know? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's, I've never not pretended not to be vain and stuff. But there's this, like, I catch myself. I know I'm in the wrong and stuff, but I'm like, yo, like, I could easily, we see those girls are, like, out there flexing, like, they'll be like, an easy, like, seven, seven, they're still making bank, pulling in, like, a couple thousand a month and stuff. I'm like, I catch myself. I know I'm wrong, but just kidding <laughs> that I catch myself a little bit being like jealous and stuff getting kind of incel vibes yeah you're like why can't i be making this kind of money yeah, off my like, body i'm like i'm rough like it's rough now and you're like and that's so but at least i know better like i know it's in the wrong like there's tons of advantages for me too that these girls wouldn't have so i know it's unfair but i still get mad man <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on to uh the misogyny king himself since this is a great segue Future drops High Off Life on Friday. The album goes gold within the first, I think it was like 30 minutes or something like that, of the album being out. Um, Most of that obviously just being due to the streams that he accumulated off of Life Is Good and the song that he had with Little Dirk that he put out earlier as well too. So that's how it went gold so fast. But listening to the album, did you give it a full listen? Have you heard it? What do you think about it? What are your thoughts? I gave it, like, a full listen the first night and then saved, like, um, like my six or seven favorite. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I th- I, man, honestly, the, like, the misogynistic stuff that comes with it and all that, like, the memes and stuff last week are so funny as well. So, just, like, I was getting caught up in that. But the album was good. I mean... There was a couple of songs. I don't know. What would you say my favorite here? I'm just going to look at the ones that I saved. Um, did you like it? Uh, honestly, I, I had planned to listen to it the first night it came out, but I was a little bit too tired to stay up till 12 just to like stay up and listen to it. So I didn't end up doing that. And I tried listening to it over the weekend, but for whatever reason, I just wasn't feeling like sitting down and listening to 21 songs. Yeah. So... I never really got around to it till honestly today where I listened to the first half of it. Um, I did actually listen to the first two songs when the, first, when the album first dropped though. And when I first heard them, I was like, I'm not really feeling this. This doesn't really sound that good. Uh, but listening to it today, it sounded a lot better in my mind. So I think from the first few, the first 10 songs that I heard, I liked quite a bit of them. Um, um, like High Tech Tech was pretty cool to me. Touch the Sky was pretty cool to me. Uh, obviously, Solitaires with Travis Scott was. Pretty- I liked the um, yeah. Solitaires was good. Riding Strikers, I actually liked. See, I heard I saw someone say online that they they fucked with that song, and then like, I listened to it, and I was like, oh, it was like all right to me. Did you like the? I didn't honestly. I didn't even listen to Trillionaire more than after the first day. I'm gonna, I'll listen to it tonight. It's, it it hit me like I like it. I like I like both of them doing like a a, a hood ballad type song together. Yeah. I think it's a good you know, mix between I honestly I don't get people like Youngboy who like honestly I fuck with his music too and it's so good but like when he talks like you actually think this guy has like a mental issue <laughs> like what like I, him and Kodak both make really really good music and actually have like deep lyrics and like meaningful yeah music. yeah past they're like but how listening to them talk like it's actually like they're rain men of music like they're actually fully autistic like can't function on so many aspects of life like they're slow they're slow people but make music that's so good like i don't like listen to, i've been listening to uh, young boy a lot lately too and i actually do not understand how these two guys can make like incredible music while actually being like mentally 
I'm not going to use the R word, but you know, you know what I was going to say. Challenged. Yeah. So, but no, yeah, I'm saying like, honestly, it's been hard for me to, so I listen to most album. Um, and yeah, just like, if I'm not in the mood, like I want to do these music reviews and like talk, but like, it's just like with the quarantine, if, if I'm not in a music mood the last couple of days, I can't listen to it. So I did go through it once. Um, and then went back and kept a couple the same for when I've been working out in that. But like, I don't listen, I haven't listened to the albums the last couple of weeks the way I used to. So I don't feel like completely just in saying it, but yeah, it seemed just to be average through the first like two listens for me. Um, but yeah, all bad. I always like little Uzi feature. Um, Harlem shake was kind of disappointing with young thug. I was excited for that one. Solitaires was really good. The first time I heard it, it's not a repeat as much as I thought it'd be, but the first time I heard it, it slaps. Riding Strikers, I liked. And let's see. The last name with Little Dirk kind of let me down, too, because I'm a big fan of Little Dirk. You didn't like that song? No, not as much as I thought it. I mean, it's not oh, bad. Damn. I still downloaded it, but like those are two of my favorite artists right now. So it wasn't like as good as I hoped it to be. I heard it before, like, because he put that out as a single. So I heard it before it, like, was on the album. And I fucked with it. Like, I was listening to that song heavy. Um, I just like the whole atmosphere, like, Little Dirk's uh, story on that. Like, it just seems like one of those, like, chill, like, 2 a.m. songs you listen to, like, when you're on your drive home from wherever. Like, you're just coming back home, and, like, you can put that on at, like, 2 a.m. listen to it, or even, like, late at night or whatever. It's just, like, late-night driving music. Um, which I like about it. But one thing that you said about not being able to get into the mood, I think that's a huge reason why I feel like, because I've seen a lot of people say that this album wasn't really it as much as it has been in the past for like Future. And yes, I would say it definitely is quite repetitive in terms of like Future sound, like what he did, um, especially coming off of Wizard, where I felt like he kind of took a different approach and tried to do like different sounds and different types of beats and kind of went out there. And I thought that that was going to be something where he uh, pushed the envelope on his music going forward. And I thought that that's what he's going to try and do with this album. But it seems more like he went back to his old style with this and just kind of put this out there. But I think part of the reason why it hasn't hit for a lot of people is like a lot of these songs like slap way more when you're hearing them, when you're on your like regular routine of life, like listening to it in the gym or like going out and listening to it or, um even just on your commute and stuff like that just just being able to like to feel the energy of just being outside changes your whole perspective on music i feel like so i feel like some of these songs just don't hit the same because you're not out there like turning up or whatever so you can't really feel what type of vibe future's like throwing out there yeah no i know like i mean it was still like good but i think our my expectations for him got so up there that like it wasn't as great as i hope but it's still it is what it is like it's still good there's a couple of bangers on it so i don't know yeah i'll be i'll be interested to see how this like actually sounds like once we get out of quarantine because i feel like it might hit a little bit different then but for now yeah I, I didn't think it was as bad as people were saying though like i saw other people saying that future's washed and stuff like that but really i, really- I didn't see that but i wasn't i haven't been online the way i usually am but yeah i didn't really get the vibe that he was washed on this i just think that maybe it being 21 songs for one is a little bit long and um 
and the fact that we're all in quarantine, like you can't really take in music the same way that you normally do. So yeah, so man, it's a different like, aspect of it. You, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting worried now because <laughs> you're getting worried because of what? Cause I haven't been listening to music nearly as much as I used to. Oh yeah. Like it's been bad. Well, yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people are kind of over quarantined, to be honest. Like, I'm down for stuff to start reopening again and, like, to, for people to start getting out there. Yeah. Because yeah. being cooped up in the house is crazy. And, like, not being able to see people is also pretty crazy as well, too. Yeah. That, um, the Little Dirk album, too, I listened to last It was kind of, like, disappointing, too. I listened to that last week. So, I don't know. Nav did numbers, though. Yeah, Nav put up 135, apparently, first week. Is that including both albums? How does that work? Um, See, I don't know. I didn't look into it. I would think it does just because he also called the second album Good Intentions, but he just had, like, a different label for the deluxe. But I'm not sure if that counts towards his numbers or not. Um, But even him doing 135 is really, like, is still suspect to me, like... I don't know how a lot of these guys do a hundred thousand. I feel like a lot of people are just like streaming farms their music to get those numbers. I know. Well, did you see the six nine and Selena or um, Ariana beef? Yeah, I see. I see him. Uh, you won't go into that, but I mean, six nine a point, bro. He does have a point in terms of like getting the Billboard numbers, but at the same time, too, like I don't care that he's crying that. He's yeah, like, obviously, but I mean, because it was it was the same thing that Selena Gomez was doing to, um, and Justin Bieber were doing to Roddy Rich when he put out his song. Yeah, I know, but, was, but, but Roddy Rich said the same shit. You'd agree with them, like just because it's. But it's, he didn't though. He didn't. He just he just let his music speak for itself. I know, but like I, it, he's not the worst person you know you agree with is basically what it is. Like that same title, like just because you hate him doesn't mean he's not right. And you know what? Oh so, yeah, he, no, he's de- he's definitely right. He's definitely. You know what right. she did that's messed up is she like bundled it with a, um, like you bought tickets to something that they immediately were gonna cancel. So they bought like tickets to like a it was like a cancer fundraiser or something like that like just like snack stack up the numbers just to win and stuff too. Yeah, well, I mean, ours has been doing that for the past like two, three years. I now. know, but people—it's no, nothing new. People forget Billboard. Actually, like the more you invest with them, like they're not some like government thing. Like they're a company. Like they ha- they invest money in you, like in the artists too. Like if you pay them. They'll help you get your numbers up and stuff too. So anytime they, I don't care if you don't like six nine. Anytime they call that stuff out, and like honestly, okay, me and you both know that there's a lot of people who don't either. Like even when I saw on Twitter, the people were like, oh, like why would Billboard do that? Like Billboard's a company. Like they, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, they'll take payola. Yeah, so now like literally thousands of more people know it. So that's why I'm like I'm still with it. So people won't take because Billboard's becoming a joke. So that's why I'm like, okay, I'm down. With it. Is it though? I feel like it's got more relevance now than it ever has before. No, Matt, because Bill, no, because Billboard was legit back in the day because it was straight up just albums. Like I remember, like back. Well, no, back in the day it was albums and radio play, which is still which still counts today though. Like a lot of songs. Also yeah, but now, big but now, like, play. so like Kenny Chesney when he got his number one last week, this guy fucking packaged a whole concert tour. So if you got the concert tour, you got the album with it free. But he knew he was going to cancel. He refunded the co- the concert tickets 
but he knew it wasn't going to happen because of the pandemic, but still got all those album sales. So he got over 200,000 sales from tickets bought and then refunded them, but kept the money for the album. Like, that's fucked. Yeah, but I wouldn't put that... I'm not putting that on Billboard, though. I'm putting that on the label. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, everyone's who's scamming. Who's like, the, like, it's yeah, but they, they've been scamming from time, though. Like, people way are gonna worse the last five years, though. Like, I think it's not... Way, I think this is, like, your point last week. I can't remember what we were discussing. Um, but it was, it's not so much that it's way worse. I, I think it's just more so that it's now... It's out there now. It's 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 more known now that people are doing. I think it's worse. It's not way worse because they were doing that back in the day too. Like an artist would put out his album, and you'd have some exec who works at like Sony or whatever Universal, and he'd go out and buy like ten thousand. Yeah, they have payola. To, yeah, stuff. to go boost to but, go boost. It. It's, the same thing like, with, it's the same thing with radio because radio also contributed to your sales. So they'd go up to the radio stations and be like, hey, let's like, play this guy's music. Yeah, it was and I'll give you this amount, right? I know, payola. but I'm so just you're like, still doing that stuff. I, but I think it's just like now. even there's just more ways to do it now. You know what I mean? And like I, I guess yeah, it's it's transformed now. But yeah, it's, just trans- it's just transformer streaming essentially. Yeah, it's transformed how they do it instead of driving up to the things, the repackaging, bundling. But it's more of okay, maybe it's not worse, but the 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 way they've done it has changed. So it's like good to put a eye on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I I like bringing awareness to it because yeah, like- as long as we're hip to it, like people knowing that's what Kenny Chesney did, that's what Ariana Grande did. I, it maybe isn't worse. I agree with you that, but like it's the new way they're doing it. So not as people, many people know. Like my mom knows what payola is. My mom knows how people used to pay to get like it on the radio, right? But now it's changing. People don't know it as well. So anything that exposes it and helps people understand, like with six nine and other people putting that out there, I'm with. So that's all. Yeah, no, I agree. Speaking of your mom, though, real quick, yo, your mom's been sending us like. <laughs> My mom's been on a spree, bro. She's been sending us, uh, like, a whole bunch of memes and, like, videos and stuff on the, like, Pops Culture Media account. And, oh, like, really? I, yeah, I didn't know for the longest time. And, like, one day I just went on there just to check it because, like, I'm, I'm, think, I'm thinking of, like, doing some stuff towards and, like, changing how, like, we, we promote the podcast and stuff. But she was sending messages. And I was like, holy shit, there's, like, a whole bunch of unread messages yeah. straight from your mom. And I felt bad because I'm like, damn, she's sending, like, all this, no, this all honestly, these memes everyone, and everyone shit. And I'm just like, damn, I didn't even fucking look at this. But now, now I'm more hip to it. So, like, I've been checking it more regularly and, like, Every, seeing what everyone she's knows, My mom doesn't give a fuck. My mom's just out there, like, she sends messages and, like, she just keeps going upon her day because everyone's like, oh, I don't know what to say back or respond. I was like, my mom's already forgot she did that. Like, she's <laughs> on to the next one. She messages, like, everyone. And, like, honestly, before, I'd be like, mom, like, stop. But she's retired. She's not hurting anyone. Like, she sent me a whole review of her podcast last week. Like, everything we said. Like, she, Yeah, like, she uh, she also sent to that account to her. Yeah, yeah. Book. And I'm just like, yo, I love, like, she's a 65-year-old woman who actually listens to our of our bullshit and then, like, actually gives, like, a response critique yeah so i can't like i can't like it's obviously kind of like my mom it's like embarrassing but like you're old enough now i'm like that's cute whatever i don't give a shit like my mom like she's gonna message your friends and tell them too and like before like no mom like that's so i'm like whatever have at it like, i don't give a shit um so she's just living her best life man like she's retired yeah. now and yeah no she like she sent me a whole ass review of her episode last week she's like you know your dad knows that you vape now because he listened to the episode <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, i didn't get what it went, get away with that one but yeah. try snitching on yourself i know well i didn't think they listened and then my mom gave me a whole ass review so 
Shout out to Mama Epar. Yeah. Um, speaking of dry snitching, apparently, according to Horace Grant, Michael Jordan was dry snitching on the Last Dance documentary, uh, which I don't agree with whatsoever. I think he was just telling a story and then like happened. That might have just happened to slip, but it wasn't even that big of a deal. Like it's yeah. not like he got it's not like he got heat for talking about like someone doing coke and 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 weed in in his room, like. He didn't mention names. He just said that, like, it happened. And- yeah, he said people on my team. And, like, everyone did blow in the 70s, 80s. Like, <laughs> no one is surprised. Like, yeah, some of those guys, they were, like, yo, I remember when MG was talking about how they at least, like, drink a 2-4 after the game. Like, not him, not during his era, but he's, like, the people that came before him. Like, when he first got into the league, he would see, like, MJ veterans. Was, MJ played like, tons of games hungover. There's no way this gambling degenerate didn't eat it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm sure that definitely happened. And he had Len Bias, who died from a Coke OD before you're gonna play a game it's the 70s 80s like no one dude they I, still do that shit now like yeah i, I know, know i know hockey players who who friggin uh young after the, regularly after golden state one was like he was high on his mind he's like legalized cocaine wait who nick young he's with tmz he was like what's up nick like you just won the championship with the warriors wasn't that like, weed no, he's talking about, he said literally legalized cocaine. Oh, I mean, they should, to be honest. Yeah, no, they should. But it was just funny that he just won the championship. Like, what do you have to say, Nick? He's like, legalized cocaine, 2018. Yeah. He was oh. like, yeah, what? But yeah, no, what were your thoughts on The Last Dance documentary as a whole? Um, it was good, but like, I don't know. It's Jordan propaganda. <laughs> oh, so you agree with Horace Grant then? He said the exact same well, thing. Well, no, I mean, it, I believe what he said was true, but like, with Jordan, he's obviously like such a well known. Like, he still came off as a dick in tons of parts, but that's what, like, I think any documentary where the lead character or protagonist or whatever you'd even say in that, that show, it has like last say on the documentary, you're going to be missing a lot of stuff. So yeah, it was for entertaining, sure. it was good, but I'm going to take it all with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? But it's also dug up so much drama, which I also kind of love. Like Isaiah has shit to say, Horace Grant. Apparently Scottie Pippen's pretty upset about the way he's portrayed. Um, the owner of the Pistons. Was he? I heard he, he hasn't said much about it. No, but this, I just read it yesterday. It was like, he hasn't said anything, but people close to him say he's upset. But again, this is the media. But it's brought out tons of shit about it. Um, but the only the thing I hate the most about this, uh, the documentary was kind of good and everything. But the thing I hate the most is I do not want to hear a LeBron, Kobe, Jordan argument. And it's been on steroids since this documentary. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why I don't like either. I'm so exhausted with the goat talk and stuff. Like, it's, it's so annoying. But I'll never engage in it again. I somewhat under me neither. I agree with that. I somewhat understand it though, just because people are sitting at home bored. So like, it's like, what else are you going to discuss? But yeah, I, I'm I'm a, I'm completely over as well too. It's, it's so tiring. Up, like, at the end of the day, no matter what, you're not going to like. Ch- it's so subjective that you're not going to change. Like, even if you change a couple minds, it's not worth the thirty thousand other people who are always going to think MJ's the goat or LeBron's the goat and stuff. I just don't know how people like don't get so exhausted with that conversation. So, and just to see it on my timeline, like every single day is annoying. Yeah. But it was nice to like get that old school, like look of it. Like I didn't become a fan until literally the first game I remember really was the Utah 90, 98 game. Um, so it was nice to like go back a bit behind, like before that and go into it. But 
it was good. It was entertaining. I take it with a grain of salt. And why do you why do you take it with a grain of salt? I mean, like I feel like any, I feel like any documentary, you're never gonna get the entire story. Like it's that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying like honestly, it was actually good. Like I think they did a decent job because like Jordan still looked like a dick in tons of things, but he still had like co-sign. I just I'm not those people who fall like. I've Head over heels over it. Yeah, with the dog. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is exactly what happened. This is how, like, oh, yeah, yeah, watch yeah. them want to perceive it how it is. Like, I still think it was good. I still think they did a good job of even being, like, a little bit of both. But at the end of the day, Jordan still was in control of it. Like, they didn't talk. Like, okay, for instance, Jordan's dad, like, he was like, oh, I love my dad. In Jordan's sister's book, he talked about how his dad molested um, the sister. And then, really, like, yeah. So, like the dad, the sister wrote about this, and like stuff like that. It's like, and Jordan's like, "This is my best friend." I'm like, your dad's basically a verified like child molester. What's the deal with like just stuff, like stuff? Yeah, like that. but like that's also like hearsay, though. He wasn't. Yeah, like, I know, but he this wasn't like charged like, with it. I already know all this stuff, though. There's just like the first certain things, like just with, like Jordan, like acting like. It was obvious. Okay, not, it wasn't just. I don't expect Jordan to be like, yeah, my dad's a rapist. But there's certain things left out of it. Like I still think it was a really good documentary. But like I said, I I know it is what. It, at the end of the day, Netflix is pure entertainment. Like How to Make a Murderer, all those documentaries, like even Lion King or Tiger King and stuff. <laughs> like you don't get the full story. Like you know what I mean? Like people yeah. see it for Zach. So that's my only issue with documentaries. Yeah, I would say there's there's two reasons for for the Jordan thing is like one he's obviously the most visible character like you don't have you don't really have the Bulls without him to be honest like even even um it's almost like you you have to kind of make him the main character because he's that good oh yeah right? for like, sure he, he's he's obviously the greatest player to, to to touch the basketball course so you can't not have him be in it so much but at the same time too like it's also money wise as well too um you can't have the documentary like devalue his brand if he's that so associated with the documentary itself as well too no i can't have it you can't have him look too terrible to the point where like he ends up losing money off of off of the way that he's i I get that but i'm saying that i always keep that in mind while watching where i feel like a lot of people lose sight of of that aspect of it you know what i mean yeah there's tons of things that probably got cut out weren't be allowed to be made into it that would have put shed more light on to things you know what i mean yeah for sure I, like they definitely said like a bunch of like cuss words that they definitely wouldn't be able to air on, on no the- yeah like there's still like there's things that made jordan and pippen look bad in that but i'm just saying at the end of the day no matter what there's still creative control so i'm just not losing sight i feel like people lost sight of that like they, yeah no that's what i'm saying though there's probably things that they said like you said like there's things that they said there's a bunch of things that they said that are probably way worse than what they were able to show in the documentary like, I'm sure Jordan and them were saying the N-word, like, tons of times with each other. Yeah. Which, which, obviously, to us, like, as black people, that's not bad. But, I mean, like, it wouldn't be something that, obviously, you could just, like... Also, last thing. Last thing with this. The the flu game. Poison pizza, flu, or hangover? Um, I still think it's... I still think it's um a hangover. But the fact that, like, there's so many people, like confirming the story of it being food poisoning it's kind of hard to go against what they said because i didn't originally the rumor was it was he had a hangover yeah because at first yes they said it was a flu at at first they said it was a flu then there then the rumor was he actually was hungover 
And yeah, then, like, and now they came out with the food poisoning. And then you had a bunch of pizza experts. Like, you had people coming in, like, I used to work for Pizza Hut. There's no way you could get food poisoning from our food because the way we yeah, it, the it was like, yo, this is no way you could, Yeah, there's no way There's no way you could quality control every, yeah, every store. Like, like, bro, you can take a Pizza Hut. Are you fucking kidding me? Pizza Hut <laughs> was top, like, tier trash. Like, But I, I still think it was the hangover. I still think he had a couple more drinks than he, like, expected. Yeah, maybe. I don't I don't have any reason to doubt them though. I mean, like there are like five people who did come to this door and they ordered a pizza. So I I mean it's it's very plausible that, that, that honestly that's what out of the whole thing that came out of that, that's my favorite debate. I don't care about the Jordan LeBron like shit or any of that or like Pippin or who was like the bad owner or the GM. My favorite one is I wanna know if it was hangover or food. <laughs> I I think some of the dope things was like I didn't know how good Rodman was. Like I'd seen him and he has, he's not, he, he doesn't have his own documentary, but he's in the bad boys pissing documentary. So I knew quite a bit about him when they showed him. So like some of the, like you said, some of the parts I'd already known, but there's a little bit of things that I didn't really know about. Like I didn't know how Jordan's dad died. Cause I was too young at the time. So I didn't know how he died and I really looked into it. Um, well, there's that conspiracy too, that, the gambling got a murder. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew about the I knew about the conspiracy, but I didn't know like what the actual yeah, story yeah. was. I didn't know they just got shot in his car or whatever. Um, I didn't like. I knew obviously Jordan was a psychopath at winning, but just like, some of the things that he did to like keep himself competitive and stay and stay competitive, like at his high level, was just insane to me. Like the LeBradford Smith story about how he made up the fact that he came over and put his arm and said that. He's like, oh, good game, Mike. <laughs> and then, like, the next game he came out and play- and scored as much as he had in the entire game. Like, that's yeah. just insane to me. Like, I never thought – I never even knew about that story. So, that was, that was interesting to hear about. Um, same with, like, the Dan Maherle story or whatever. Or Dan Mar- Marley story. Yeah, yeah. Like, the fact that Kraus Marley, wanted yeah. to ha- – Yeah, Marley, yeah. The fact that Kraus wanted to have him on the team. So, like, him and Pippen – like, Jordan and Pippen, like, showed – Kraus loved his white guys, like, man. Try to get like, yo, this guy like a, like that guy. Oh, he he was the he came out bad in that documentary too. Yeah, but honestly, it's a good thing because I feel like that kind of like I mean, rest in peace to him. But I feel like that kind of um, like it portrayed him accurately because a lot of those guys don't really fuck with him though. Like even at Jordan's um Jordan's Hall of Fame speech, like he said, yeah. oh shit. Did- yeah, he was like, "Why did anyone invite?" Uh, they Eric hated Krause? him. Pippen hated him. Yeah, so but like, I, I think he took a lot of heat off the owner. Like, I think he was doing a lot of bidding. Oh for, yeah, yeah, for sure, for you sure. You know what I mean? Like, Reisen, Reisen, like Jerry Reinsdorf. Yeah, yeah, came off like easy because, like, I think Cross was trash, but I think a well, lot of he was doing the bidding for him. Like, he was cheap as shit. The owner and stuff. Yeah, the the owner. Yeah, the owner definitely has a say in what goes down as well too. So it's not like it's not like he can save face and say that he was always on the player side, like how he did in the documentary. Cause he kept saying that like he was on the player side. When it's yeah. Like, and that guy's dead oh, now. So he can't like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, Klaus isn't here. Was- so like, he can't defend himself in that situation. So like Reinsdorf can easily just say whatever and like get away he, with it. Cause he no got one- out of that easy, man. Cause from what I've heard too, like he didn't want to pay Phil. And apparently he told Jordan that he was like, at he knows last season, they gave him a huge contract because he'd been underpaid basically his whole career. Yeah. Um, and Reisendorf apparently told him, was like, I'm going to regret this. Like, this guy's already got you five rings at this point, And he paid him 30 mil for one year. 
bro, he like they sold out for ten years in a row before the before that they were trash. And Reisendorf is out there like shit talking this guy who literally made you a billion dollars. So like this guy came out low key like um, Kraus was tons unscathed, of yeah, doing tons of his like bidding and like behind the scenes stuff for him, and he got up way pretty easy. So I will say though, Kraus is probably one of the best GMs in the league. Yeah, he did a lot put of good together, work. Yeah, People he put together like, a great team. Everyone said he has a good eye for talent. He's just not a good people person. Yeah, he's terrible. He's, ter- he's terrible with like communicating with those guys. But I think a lot of that comes from his insecurity. Um, sure. Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller also like I never really liked Reggie Miller. I, I I despised him as an analyst. Like I still don't like him as an analyst. Yeah. And like even as a player, like when I used to have like the NBA live like 98s and stuff like that like i always wanted to destroy the indiana pacers i don't know why there's just something about his face i just i never liked so like i always wanted to go against him um but seeing him older now like he was actually like a really good player like he's super dope like i always knew he was a good player but it's also um, weird to know that he was literally one of the top five best trash talkers probably ever when you hear reggie talk now yeah, he seems way more tame and like. And like, yeah, he doesn't seem like, like he has. He doesn't seem like he has. A, he seems like soft as fuck. Though. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. Thin, like, and this guy was like, everyone says Reggie Miller, Gary Payne, and Jordan, and maybe Bird and a couple other guys were the best shit talkers. Like Reggie Miller, he was going against Vernon Maxwell, Larry Bird, like all these guys who are hard as shit. And Reggie Miller is doing some of the best shit talk. This guy, yeah. this same guy is going. It's a Kodak moment. Take a bow. <laughs> click, click. And he can use irony and all those words in the proper context. And this nigga is the best shit talker in the league. So that's like, that's how I gain respect. When Jordan and Payne and all those guys who like are hard and saying like this guy would like could back up his talk too and stuff, then you got to give him respect. Like that same goofy guy was out there like telling you he was going to murder your family on the court. <laughs> I don't think he was using those words. I, he was saying some savage shit, apparently. So, but yeah, I do I give I do give him. Reggie more more respect now for for seeing that. But yeah, Put on I skinny light skin dudes. You gotta you gotta come over the top to be hard. That's why I've been in thirty fights, buddy. He yeah yeah. It actually is. You guys, have to, you guys have to overcompensate. You gotta to test the pretty light skin nigga. You gotta throw the punch first. Yeah. Um, I didn't know Steve Kerr's dad died either, and I didn't know how that happened. So that was an interesting story as well, too. But yeah, yeah for dad's like a was like a huge famous American soldier. Steve Kerr's had an interesting ass life too. Yeah, honestly, for like five rings, where he started and like where he is now, it's insane. Yeah, and then he's like one of the best coaches ever now and stuff like that. And he, his dad got killed in the military. Played with the Spurs and the Bulls. Like that guy's like probably one of the best basketball stories out there. Yeah. I was gonna make a bad joke about his mom, but I'm. What were you gonna say? Single? <laughs> well, yeah. No, not not she's single. I was like, oh, she can still get it. No, I'm just kidding. No. Why? Well, I didn't. See, I, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see her. Was she what? She was in it at the during his, during his part where she was talking about how she um was she bad became a professor. Yeah, man, for real. Oh, I gotta rewind to that part. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Uh, for me personally, I have, I still have, I, like, I always had Jordan as the goat, but like, this kind of just solidified it for me. Just like, just his mentality and his winning ways. Like, I just don't see how you cannot have him as the number one. But like, obviously, I don't disrespect if you don't. I have him. I have him as one, but I hate him. And I think, I think his legacy, like, his playing legacy, is not overrated. I think. People think it was so necessary, like, him to be, a, like, being a trash person and, like, doing some of the things he did was, like, necessary to be the person he is. 
I don't think it was. And I think like his, I think his personality is overrated. I think he's trash. I don't think he's like as good of a, like as interesting of a person. I think he was just a bad person who was hella competitive. I don't think he was some like mental mindfuck genius. I still think he's the best player ever. I still have him above LeBron and Kobe and Wilt and stuff, but I still think he's overrated personality wise. Um, I prefer Kobe's. So they did a comparison after it was all over and they're like, they're comparing Kobe. This is really interesting. They're comparing Kobe to Jordan and they're saying Kobe was a perfectionist. Like he was like, he always wanted to get everything better whether it came to like the Oscars, the movie him play. Like he wanted like it to get better. Whereas Jordan just wanted to win and was like competitive as shit. And like everything was a competition, um, which I found was really interesting. And I really would take, Kobe's personality and the way he evolved and started to evolve, helping other people and being like that wise person versus Jordan. So I think Jordan's still the best player and was better than Kobe, but part of his legacy, I don't fuck with with Jordan. I can understand like not fucking with part of his legacy. I don't think he's a bad person though. I just think he was just super competitive. Like he, he did what he had to do to get them to win. Like that was. He didn't have to do that though. Like to win it. What? Yeah, he did. No, there's so many other ways. Like people want, that's what people want to say. Like they won because Jordan was like the best and competitive, but like him. But he also got his, he also got the best out of his team. Shit like that. Like he, it didn't need some of the stuff he did. Didn't need to be done. Like. This yeah, I'm sure um, you could say that about anything, though. Yeah, sure. There's some of the things you do I respect don't LeBron need to, need to be LeBron's personality there. way more than Jordan's. Sure, a lot of people do. Like, I, I wouldn't disagree with that whatsoever. But LeBron hasn't won as much as he has, though. But I'm and, saying, that's, and part of it's Jordan that got, reason as well, too. Jordan got lucky for part of that, too, though. Like, I don't think so. I think that he literally made his teammates better and got the best out of them. He did, but I'm just saying. And that's why they're so good. And even, like, Kobe, Kobe followed that same mentality, too. Kobe did the same thing that Jordan did in terms of a lot of ways. It's just that afterwards, after he stopped playing basketball, and, like, I think the injury – because I think Kobe would have played till he was almost, like – Yeah, after that, I think the honestly, ankle, but, Achilles thing changed him. Yeah, I think the Achilles, cha- the Achilles changed his whole mentality on, like, life and stuff like that. Like, he had kids, and at that point, like, he knew he wasn't going to be able to play the same way. So, I feel like that just kind of changed his mentality, but – had he not gone down, I feel like he still would have been as competitive. I don't know if his personality would have stayed the same, but um, I do agree that, yes, Kobe did evolve and he did change and was a better person after he got off the court as well, too. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think he was a bad person. I just think that Jordan was just super competitive and wanted to win at all costs. I think Jordan was and a he did what, did, he, did what he had to do to, to get there. Also, last thing, did you, did you know about the Carl Malone thing? No, I never heard about that. I, I, like, his so many era, like, people don't know that. Now everyone's finding out about it, and I kind of love it. I feel like I'd heard it before, but, like, it didn't really hear the details. Yeah, I didn't know the details. So it was just, like, it was just a story. I pregnant at 19 years old. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, that's wild. Uh, crazy. And now, but, like. And I'm, then he did, he did, didn't he do that twice, though? There was, like, some other girl that. He did it as well, too. He, I think no, he was, like, 17, but she got, abor- she got it, an abort or something. Yeah, he, um. Yeah, he, like, threatened her and said he wouldn't pay for child support and stuff. I, don't, I think it was still legal in the state they were because they're from the South. But their first one, 12 and 19, is illegal. Like, 16 and 19 is fine, but it was more him refusing. He has a couple kids that he refused to pay child support for. Yeah. Up to, so he's getting exposed. I've always hated Carl Malone before, like, this. So I'm really happy everyone's finding out what a piece of trash is. 
Yeah, a lot of players I just didn't like for whatever reason. Like, I didn't really have a reason to not like them because like, I was young. So, like, I just didn't like them for, like, how they looked or, like, the, yeah, no, the jerseys yeah. the jerseys that they wore or whatever or, like, the cities that they played in. Your favorite things are, like, the weird, like, can make you, like, attach to players or hate them. Yeah. Okay, um, last one. Fetty Wap quickly. All right, you, yeah, you do it quickly because I was going to wrap it up to be hey, honest. Fetty Wap changed my life. Okay, we're just going to end this quickly. So apparently on Twitter and online, everyone was basically doing the – this time's moving so quickly that we're doing a nostalgia of Fetty Wap like it was – Why do you say his name like that? What do I say? Fatty, Fetty? Fetty? You're saying, no, you're saying Fetty Wap? Oh, I don't know. Because I say it quick. Wap. Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap. Wap. <laughs> Pretty sure it's Fetty Wap, but Wap. sure. Fetty wept. <laughs> he wept. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus wept. Yeah. Fetty wept with that one. Jesus wept so Fetty could wept. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's, uh, I don't know, man. That was honestly 2005 was pure nostalgia. 2015. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm done. You know what? You know, let's wrap it up. <laughs> let's end it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but no, I don't know. I don't know. Everyone, for some reason, this week decided to reflect on how many bangers he had and then just disappeared. And it seems like everyone has a nostalgic moment with him. So now he's been encouraged to make some new music that's similar to how it used to be. We'll see about that. I don't really care about new music. Like, it's come and gone. I'm not checking for Fetty now. But that time, like 2015, or 2015, and with his group and all those songs, like banger after banger is is a good time and a nice reminder of simpler times for me. Yeah, so. for sure. He came on, like the way he came onto the scene was pretty dope. Cause he, Bro, got, into, thought... he got into mainstream real quick. And then he, he didn't just come up with the one hit wonder. Like not only did he bring a new sound and like a new style of like music, but on top of that, the hit that he came out with, like he followed it up with another hit with, which was just as good as that first hit. So like, he was no slacker in terms of, like, how he came. Like, his – I don't know. Just the way he came on the scene and, like, got everything popping and then, like, continued to do it for a bit was honestly revolutionary. Like, I don't think I've seen an artist be able to command I thought he was coming out like attention like that. Because that one album had so many bangers, like Trap Queen, 679, Jug, like, My Way, the remix with Drake, all those, like, random songs where those, like, shitty rappers still sounded like bangers and stuff, like – that whole album just had hit after hit that every girl and guy liked. And I really, like, thought he was here to stay. Um, and that, so I was just, like, super surprised because it wasn't just one hit or wonder. Like, every, everything that summer seemed to, like, go off. And that was one of the few albums you'll ever get that are, like, a listen all the way through. And usually when you get those albums that are actually, like, borderline classic and stuff, they get a good opportunity for a second album or a third album just off that heat, even if they don't match it. But it seems like Fetty was just one of those ones, like, it was just weird, and it just never even came around. It seemed like he almost didn't care. Well, it was like, yeah, it was him. It, I don't think it was, like, a label dispute or anything. I think it was just, like, him who didn't want to do music or something. Yeah, and I think... I think but then he also lost a leg, though, too, right? No. What? What did he lose? He got, an, he got a motorcycle accident mm. and got injured and lost... I think he either lost something or, like... He got a severe injury of some sort. No, there's just his eye. You just think it was eye? Oh, no, he did get a motorcycle accident. 
But it, I don't think he lost anything. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, he got. I remember he got into an accident, though. No, he did. He was fine. He was in okay. He was fine. No, he was in critical. He was no critical condition, but he was in bad condition. Stable condition. He was treated. He was in stable. Rappers management said he's fine. Yeah, like later though. This is yeah, like yeah, okay. This is like weeks later. They're like, oh yeah, now Fetty Wap's all right. But when it first happened, like I thought he was in like critical condition. Like it was possible he could have died or some shit. And it was like weeks later that they confirmed that he was all right. Okay, okay, man. But he's fine. And then like, so, but I thought like he just kind of like got over it and that. But you know what he's been doing? He's been running scams. So he DMs rappers who have like only a couple thousand followers and goes, hey, $500 for a verse, send it to me and I'll put it, put it on my album. This is what he's been doing. I know a guy who was like thinking about doing it. And so he's been getting the bag that way. So he's like a bunch of like average rappers. They're like, if you have like 30... 30 of them pay the $1,000 for a verse, and then he just disappears with the money. Is there so, no way? Uh, well, for one, you're snitching on him on this podcast. No, because <laughs> I, it's, it, I found out about this online, like looked it up, and apparently like, a bunch of like low-level rappers be like, yeah, he did this to me too. It was on Twitter. And they had like 30 or 40 people be like, yeah, I paid like 1000 for a verse. No, because he never did anything. He gave them the verse, and then he just put it on a shitty mixtape, and it disappeared. Like He doesn't have any obligation to push it or anything like that. So they're just floating on SoundCloud, and he just got the bag that way too. True, because I was going to say there's like – there's no way that they can guarantee that they get their money back either. Yeah, no, he put it think... – he just used like the same verse for all of them, and then yeah. like, oh, it's done. You know what I mean? It, it's not – it's technically – it's like the pyramid schemes. Like it's not technically illegal, just shitty to do. Yeah, because I was going to say even if they did like try and take legal action, like they didn't sign a contract or anything. So No, yeah, just that's what – So like <laughs> – You almost deserve it, like – you're still getting hyped for a Fetty verse, like five years later. Yeah, I don't feel bad. I, I liked him. I liked him for the fact that like I was in Ottawa during that time, and like I think I said this on the podcast. They never played like new hip hop while it's like you went out because like the bar scenes like country yeah. and stuff like that. But Fetty Wap had transcended that because he was so mainstream. So, oh, like, white girls loved him, bro. Yeah, so they would play his songs a lot. So I remember listening to to him in in the bars and the clubs and stuff, which was pretty dope. So I really thought he was going to be like Migos type level. Yeah, I would agree with that. And then he just never reached it for whatever reason. I really don't know what happened to him, and he just like disappeared on the scene. It didn't seem like it was a label dispute because he never really mentioned that. Yeah, he never just, even like, like back. But whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> All, right. All right. That'll do it for episode 57 of the Pops Culture Podcast. Again, I forgot to mention that we are dropping every Thursday. So be on the lookout for these episodes every Thursday. Um, continue to like, rate, review, subscribe, and follow on all major streaming platforms. That's iTunes, Google, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. Spotify. <laughs> Thank you for everyone who's listened. We will see you guys next week. Peace. Bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.